to the Travel Squad podcast. We adventure the world together, one passport stamp at a time. We're here to share travel news, tips, and our own adventures with you. Every Travel Tuesday, we share stories on a variety of topics, including our hometown, San Diego, hiking, weekenders, national parks, international getaways, and inspiring you to go on your own adventures, even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. And I'm Kim. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad Podcast. Podcast. So grab your ticket and your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, squaddies. Hey, squaddies. Welcome to episode 112 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're going to turn up the dial and the heat up just a little bit and talk to you all about the Florida city of Miami. I love Miami. I've been to Miami so many times, loved it every time. There's so much to be said about the food, the culture, the beaches, the nightlife. There's so much fun to be had. For years, I have wanted to move and live in Miami. And if it wasn't for the insane humidity, I probably would do it. Nevertheless, it's an amazing place to vacation. You could do something different literally every time you visit. Yeah, and back in September, we took a squad trip to Ecuador. You guys may have listened to that episode. If you haven't, go back and listen to it. And the flights were out of Miami on a Monday morning. So we were like, we have to fly in, you know, the weekend before. So we did just spend a few days in Miami before we boarded our flights to Ecuador. And we had so much fun, did we not? We did. We had a great time. Had a good time in Miami. So we're going to go ahead and start this episode off with some tips like we always do. The tip always comes first. Tips first. Tips are very important in Miami. And And so we're going to share a few with you. Our first tip is you do need a rental car or be willing to use a ride sharing platform to get around in Miami. And if you can avoid the rental car, like you're not leaving major parts of the city, I would recommend going with the ride sharing platform because parking is a bitch. And it is, you know, on the pricier side, it's a major city. So another tip that we have for you is to search for parking online. A lot of places or major cities now list where their major parking garages are or their street parkings are. And you can actually see it visually on a map and you can see how much it is and you can put in the time that you get there and the time that you're leaving and it'll estimate the cost for you. We did that while we were in South Beach, Miami, and it worked great for us. Yeah, you pretty much have to pay for parking everywhere you go. And... It was really funny when we arrived and we're looking at the parking garage across the street is $30 for 24 hours and the street parking is like $4 an hour. So we're doing all this math in our head and Brittany's searching online for the cheapest lot. Well, it's funny because the hotel didn't even have a parking lot or garage for us. So that's what we're saying. Like literally, if you're going to be in South Beach or even downtown area, downtown, there's going to be a little bit more parking than South Beach because there's the skyscrapers, the buildings. But believe me, you're still going to have to pay for it. In South Beach, you're hard pressed to find street parking or any hotel with it. So, I mean, I think the first night was, what did you say, like $30 Mm -hmm. just for one night. And it didn't have in and out privileges. So you couldn't park your car and leave there and come back in that same 24 hours either. Mm-hmm. So it made it a little tricky, but we figured it out. And I would recommend searching for parking online. Another tip is to try your best to stay cool in the humidity and the heat. 
don't worry about curling your hair. Your makeup's going to sweat off. You kind of just have to live with it. So because of the humidity, it is nicer to go in the cooler months like December through May. And if you are going in the warmer months, definitely want to wear breathable clothing. Like we Very important. Or don't wear clothing. We saw tons of people just walking around in bikinis. (laughs) That's the style out there in Miami. That's how they do it. You know, girls in bikinis, guys in Speedos, you know? (laughs) And that leaves us into our next tip is to bring plenty of beach wear and sandals because that's what you're going to want to primarily wear. Yes. And do not wear light tan shorts or you'll be worried about swamp ass the whole time. Swamp ass is a true (laughs) worry when you're in humid places like Miami. Like you want to look cute, but you're like, how much swamp ass am I going to have? Is that going to make me look uncute? Uh, Yeah, there was a debate one day. I don't know if you were in on it too, Brittany, because you had some sort of beige or tan shorts. I know Kim did, but she was having to rethink her whole entire outfit (laughs) for the trip or for the day because she's like, oh man, am I going to get like swamp ass? And then (laughs) we had several checks along the way and it it made it through. But I think you got lucky because it could be a real situation out there for sure. Yes. And then another thing to consider with the weather is hurricane season, which is usually June through November-ish. We did go in September on this most recent trip, so technically it was hurricane season. I thought hurricane season was over. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what movie that's from, but I know it's a movie quote. (laughs) So it's something to consider. We didn't get hit with a hurricane when we were there, but there was a big one that had came through in the weeks prior, and you could see a lot of seaweed on the beach and in the ocean still. Yeah, like two weeks before we were there, there was a hurricane. We were wondering, oh man, is there going to be one Mm -hmm. here while we're there? Luckily, we avoided it. That is for sure. So... I would recommend not going during hurricane season. We had no choice because we had international flights specifically out of Miami. Also would recommend to pack sunscreen and an umbrella, which kind of sounds funny, like sunscreen and an umbrella, but it's really hot. Sun's out. So you're going to want sunscreen to protect your skin. But there are downpours, just random downpours all of the time. And so you may need that umbrella. And while we were there mid-September, that's exactly what happened. While we were on a boat, which we'll get to later in an episode, started a downpour on us. And we were glad to have umbrellas later. Torrential. Not even just a downpour, like torrential. Yes. Soaked. Let's talk about some things to do in Miami because there is plenty. So Kim, you have been wanting to go on a Ferris wheel of types for years now like every time we get near one you're like want to go on one so we finally did we did do the sky views miami observation wheel and this is a ferris wheel that towers almost 200 feet above the bayside market has beautiful skyline views of miami and it has views of biscayne bay bayfront park the iconic downtown miami skyline and when you're going at night very beautifully lit up in the sky yes the views of downtown with all the lights was so pretty from up there. Yeah, we did it at night. I don't know which would be better, day or night. I think each has their pros and cons to it. I mean, any city lit up at night, I think, is really beautiful. But the fact that it was night, we really couldn't see too far out into the ocean, the bay. So pros and cons may be paid to do it twice, I guess, right? And I would do it twice. I had to convince you guys tooth and nail to get on that Ferris wheel. But we did, but we got on. You glad you did? I'm glad we did. <laughs> And there's 42 completely enclosed 
climate controlled Mm -hmm. gondolas and they actually have one vip gondola we didn't do it but i hear that there's leather buckle seats a custom led light show and a glass bottom floor in the vip wasn't even an option for us they didn't ask if we wanted vip i think they just give it it's almost like the american express black card you have to be asked Uh. I (laughs) i don't know if that's the case or not but yeah i mean we saw that that was the option after the fact not when we did it but at the same time i don't really know if i would pay to do the vip experience on that unless it included some free booze for me mm. but what i did like was this observation will went around a few times mm-hmm. some of them like the one in vegas you only go around one time i so, still want to do that one by the way well so when we go one, to vegas let's do it you got our money's worth yeah it went around several times and it's a great way to beat the heat i mean if you are at the bayside marketplace do this beat the heat whether it be night or day because believe me at night it's still warm and toasty out there and humid so that climate controlled ferris wheel awesome Yes, and the whole reason we were at the Bayside Marketplace in the first place is because this is where we got on to the Miami Boat Tour, which took you around Biscayne Bay and introduced you to celebrity mansions on the water. Some really cool properties from the likes of J-Lo and... The creator of Viagra. (laughs) Yeah, that was the biggest one. (laughs) I know. Quite literally the biggest one, huh? No pun intended. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty cool. They always say you have to see Miami from the water. And so this is a great way to do so. It was a 90 minute boat tour. You got to see the Miami skyline from it. And it included a drink. So we got a ticket. You could redeem it at the Bayside Market or on the boat. And the gentleman that gave us their tickets gave us the ticket. So we went to go redeem it. We did redeem it. And then when we walked by to get onto the boat, he was like, I think I forgot to give you guys your drink ticket. We're clearly walking in with our beers. And he's like, I think I forgot to give you guys your tickets. He hooked it up. He hooked it up. (laughs) We got another drink. Yes. And you have the choice between the superb Budweiser or the equally superb Bud Light. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the complimentary free ones. Obviously, they have other drinks on there that you can pay for throughout the entire cruise that are upgrades. But the free drinks are obviously going to be just the simple beers for you or a bottle of water if you're a non-drinker, etc. But this is really fun. I mean, when you come to LA or Los Angeles, they have the celebrity house tours that take you through like Bel Air and all the affluent communities within Los Angeles. But what's unique about Miami is the fact that it's a city literally on the water and all these homes are concentrated in one area on the water. So this is their version of Miami. And I really enjoyed it. Quite honestly, I could care less about seeing celebrity homes. But what I really liked was being out on the water and just seeing the architecture. I mean, even if they weren't celebrity homes, I would just be as enthralled because Mm -hmm. it gives you a unique perspective of the city as a whole and dolphins yes we saw dolphins by the boat yeah that was super cool and this didn't cost that much it was like 30 dollars or so so it was very affordable and it included the two drinks for us so i booked the ticket and then when i got the emailed like ticket printout sent to me it had a coupon code for 20 percent off so i gave that to Brittany, jamal zayna and even my friend who was meeting us there who had just moved to miami so everyone got 20 percent off their ticket which was cool except for you sorry kim except for me i took one for the team yes and then we rode the ferris wheel for you so you know there's that yep you should have bought my ticket (laughs) shut up shut up i'll get you on the next round las vegas i got you on the high roller all right there are so many different neighborhoods in miami that you could really spend your days exploring each of them downtown miami brickle is a really fun cool neighborhood i would kind of equate it to like little italy version of san diego classier downtown nice 
Wynwood Walls is another area in Miami in the Wynwood Arts District. Definitely recommend going here. It's completely free. There's big murals, beautiful painting and art everywhere. And they specifically have the Wynwood murals section. It's a must visit. I love when cities have places where there's designated street art, whether it be officially sanctioned by the city or if it's now an area where people actually put not, I don't want to call it graffiti, but literally wall art, right? Street art. Yeah. yeah. And it's like when we were in Boise and they had Freak Alley yeah. area, really enjoyed that. Wynwood Walls is the equivalent here in Miami where you could just get to see the local art put up through throughout the city on the the walls. It's great. Yeah. And this part of Miami, before the murals were there, was a very Sade neighborhood. But as the murals went up and it started gentrifying, it's now a very nice upscale neighborhood. So it's a really cool way to like save your city too, or uplift it, I guess. So another thing to do in Miami is you can't miss out on the beaches. Beaches are a must when you're in Florida and Miami specifically. And what's better than a nude beach though, right? I mean, there's regular beaches, (laughs) but let's talk a little bit about the nude beaches because I did not go to one on this trip. But I know one of us here has visited. Well, you did sneak away for a little bit. I was wondering where you went. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You caught me, Kim. You caught me, if I'm being honest. So I have been to a nude beach in Miami. It's in northern Miami at Hallover Park. It's the only nude beach in Miami. Completely nude. Clothing optional. Everyone there is minding their own business. Totally butt naked. Frolicking in the waves. So we have a nude beach here in San Diego. How would it compare? Hmm. Okay. So here in San Diego, our nude beach is kind of hard to get to. You have to hike really far down the cliff or you have to walk really far to get there. Hallover Beach has a parking lot right across the street in an underground tunnel. So you can walk straight onto the beach. Oh, wow. It's very convenient and also very private at the same time. Are people walking naked from their cars (laughs) in the tunnel to the beach, Kim? I didn't see any, but (laughs) it's possible. (laughs) I would imagine, though, not to give discredit to San Diego, but everyone knows what Miami is. I would imagine there's better beach bodies on that beach than there are here at Black's Beach in San Diego. Well, there are still the plenty of older generations out there new, just like there are here. I feel yeah. like every nude beach has a bunch of old people. That's old true. People love to be naked. <laughs> That'll be me out there when I'm when I get past thirty. <laughs> So we also visited South Beach. That's actually where we stayed in Miami when we went to Ecuador. And South Beach has a lot of fun bars. There's a main strip where there's a lot of restaurants, bars, places to eat, things like that. And we did a lot in South Beach. We went to see the Versace house. Have any of you watched the American Crime Story show with Versace? I know you guys can't see me, squaddies. I'm raising my hand. Of course, I've seen this one. So we had to go by the Versace house, which they have turned into a hotel, which is super cool. We walked down the main street in South Beach, which has like the Art Deco district and it's on Ocean Drive. We got free mojitos. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) You know, when you see stuff from movies or TV shows about Miami, they always show images and street scenes here in South Beach when people are just rollerblading or biking along the way or on the beach, all those famous buildings and restaurants and bars. It's all here in South Beach. And quite honestly, when we were there, this was my favorite area that we went to. Granted, I know probably not a lot of locals go there unless they're really, truly like rollerblading or riding a bike through and it's more touristy. Mm -hmm. But 
it is what I expected of Miami because of what I see on TV shows and movies. So for me, it was really enjoyable to really just get to see that. But minus that aside in that stretch with the restaurants and bars, it's a great place to go. And I mean, it's on the ocean front. I mean, you could tell by the name of the street, Ocean Drive, the ocean's right there. So you will enjoy the beaches right there on South Beach too. It's like their gay district over here in South Beach. So around Pride, this is an amazing place to be. It was actually Pride season when we were there. So there was, you know, rainbow flags and Pride stuff everywhere. But it's definitely the iconic Miami look with the Art Deco. This is the whole Art Deco district, the colorful lifeguard towers that are so beautiful. And I wish our lifeguard towers looked like that. Everything's so colorful there. There's neon lights everywhere. So many pink buildings. I love it. Pink, purple, (laughs) yellow, whitewash. Yeah, it's great. Like I said, this was really my favorite part, even as cliche as it was. And I don't know if it was because of COVID or if this was like this beforehand, but part of Ocean Drive is shut down to cars. So they have it blocked off for just pedestrians to walk down, which was very nice at night. Yeah, I think that was new since COVID because I've been there plenty of times before and it's always busy like that, but I don't think it was shut down. Well, I did notice a lot of restaurants actually had tables that were pushed out onto Mm -hmm. the street. So I think it was probably closed for that to give more space and outside dining, which if you're going to go and do that, it's going to be hot out there. I would recommend doing it at night plus it's going to be lit up a little bit more so it'd be cooler and cooler in the sense that it's lit up at night and not as hot i would say though this time that we went the beach wasn't that nice there was a lot of seaweed in the water and up on the shores there was just a hurricane Kim. Y- yeah i know <laughs> but we did go to some other beaches in miami and they were a little bit better maybe they weren't in the hurricane path as much but we went up to hollywood beach which is about 45 minutes north of Miami, not technically the city of Miami, but the beach there was so nice. I constitute it Miami because it's like Los Angeles. There's Los Angeles and everything around it. There's Miami, then there's everything around it. It's Miami, but yes, outside city limits technically. Yes, yes. But that the sand was super nice. There was no seaweed. And no matter where you go in Miami, the water is nice and warm. It's not cold like our water over here in San Diego. This is the type of ocean water that I could get into no problem. You did get I know I did. Usually I pussyfoot around when I get into the water because it's cold and I hate getting into cold water and I have to go in slowly. But when I'm in tropical places and the water's warm, as you're describing, Kim, I get right in and I did. It's very, very enjoyable. I like it a lot. Perfect ocean temp. Yes. And then a little south of Hollywood Beach is a more local community beach called Sunny Isles Beach. It's super clean. They have chairs out there that you can use and uh, the water is really nice there too. But you really can't go wrong with the beach anywhere in Miami. It's just amazing. And the humidity is not that bad if you're in the water. <laughs> if you're in the if water. If you're in the water. <laughs> if you're in the water. Oh, man. You know what? Humidity always makes it worse. But I will tell you what, that sun pierces you. You know, you could be standing in the shade and still feel hot and sticky from the humidity. But the moment you put just one little inch of your skin in the sun, it's almost like an extra little piercing on you. It's, it's terrible. But uh, that's what happens when you go during hot season. This was my first time in Florida, believe it or not, outside the month of January. Every time I've been to Florida, Weird. except for this time nope, has always been a lie. We went to Florida in May one year and we went to Orlando and we went to Disneyland. Oh yeah. So this was my second time in Florida outside that <laughs> uh, normal time frame. Yes. But you know what? We were in May. So it was still coming off of that little bit of a cooler season. This was at the, the crux of it and it was mm-hmm. definitely warm. Yeah. Yes. Last time when we were in May, you experienced a love bug season. Don't you remember that? Yeah, I do. How could I forget? <laughs> love bug season is uh, <laughs> terrible to have and experience out there. It's like a locust plague. 
Hey travelers, let's take a quick detour to talk all about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We now have six different trip itineraries, one week in Kauai, an American Southwest weekend or road trip, a week in Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks, a road trip adventure featuring all three of Washington State's national parks, Big Island, Hawaii, and an Arizona road trip that features all three of Arizona's national parks. We are obsessed with these. These itineraries are 20 to 30 page PDF guides with every detail of the trip laid out. We're talking where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, and driving distance between attractions, plus what things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, and their mileage, and the time to allow for each one, and so much more. We have story highlights on our Instagram, at Travel Squad Podcast, where you can see the full guides. We've done all of the research and have taken these exact trips, taking our all of the guesswork from the planning so all that you have to do is show up and have fun purchase your comprehensive travel squad podcast itinerary on our website at travelsquadpodcast.com best of all they're on sale right now for $30 so travel on over and get yours today mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 30 with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. But when we went to Miami this last time, we did dine around in the city. Jamal really has been craving a Cuban sandwich, and that's like what he wanted to get on this trip. I needed a Cubano. I mean, how can you go to Miami and not get their famous Cubano sandwich? I mean, you have to. Mm -hmm. And we did. We went to Las Olas Cafe, which is one of the most highly recommended places for the famous Cuban sandwich. And how was it? It was delicious. I enjoyed it very, very much. You know, we tried one at a restaurant in South Beach when we were getting our drink. That was very, very good. This one was flavored better, although they put it more on a thin sandwich and they cut it in the weirdest way that I would not have cut a sandwich ever in my life. But tell them, what did it look like? Oh my gosh. Well, it was, I I don't want to call it like a French roll because it wasn't on a French roll, but it was a long sandwich, almost like a little French bread baguette, but Mm -hmm. smaller than that, right? And then they cut it down the middle and by down the middle i'm talking like long ways hot dog style yeah hot dog style down the middle i'm like why would you cut a sandwich <laughs> like that cut it in half the other way so it was like 14 inches long and like one inch wide <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird but i was if looking I'm gonna be online honest. and that's like how they cut it routinely so you know it wasn't like it was a weird experience that's their thing i guess so but again because the day before because i love the cubano so much and i needed to try it from las olas cafe also one of the most famous places places Miami to get it. I had to, and they did not serve it that way in the restaurant, but granted, that's a restaurant versus like an actual cafe mm-hmm. or street food, if you will. But the Cubano, I mean, you could tell by the name Cuban, 
you don't know, now you know Miami or Florida in general has a very large Cuban population. So this is one of their sandwiches traditionally that they have. It's roast pork, ham, mustard, pickle with Swiss cheese. It is absolutely delicious. Simple but delicious. I love simple but delicious things and that's what this is. While we're at Las Olas Cafe, also got a colada, which is something I always get when in Miami. It's a tiny coffee, but it's very strong. So it comes in a little cup, maybe like eight ounces, and then they give you several mini cups to drink it. The mini cups is one serving size. It's like a sip. Yes. Maybe two at best. And it's really strong, really delicious. They put a ton of sugar in it and highly recommend that. The only places I've ever seen it outside of Las Olas Cafe are random convenience stores, gas stations. So other like restaurants in Miami don't really have it, but gas stations. Yes. So if you're going to get gas, look for the colada and definitely get it. I loved it. I thought it was delicious. Way better than an espresso or a cappuccino that most people would think when they think of small, quick coffee. This was super, super good. And then if you're in the mood for something a little bit more fancy, I would recommend the Rusty Pelican. It's a fine dining seafood restaurant with amazing views of downtown across the water. It's You don't even like seafood. I don't like seafood, but a friend of mine is the bar manager there. And that is why I'm recommending it. Also, it's just beautiful. Just go there for a drink. Forget the seafood. There's some places that you go to just dine for the view, regardless of the food situation. And regardless for you, because I know it's fine dining seafood we love, but you can't not enjoy a place to eat that has an amazing view. And if this gives you the views, then that's fantastic. They also do a brunch. So if you don't Mm. want seafood options, go for brunch. And if you're looking for another fine dining experience, go to Publix (laughs) (laughs) for their sandwiches. Jamal raves about Publix sandwiches. I I rave about Publix. So Publix is a supermarket, guys. I know. Sorry to recommend a supermarket here for you. (laughs) But anytime I go to the East Coast, because they're in very few states along the East Coast, Florida probably has the most Publix out of any of the states that have them. But anytime we're in that area, I always go there and get one of their deli sandwiches. I rave about them, as Kim said. Brittany made the insinuation that I consider it fine dining. That I do not. (laughs) However, any time that we're in Florida, I love to go there for a quick and easy bite to eat, especially if you're going to be going to the beach. Pick up the sandwich, take it with you to the beach. You're not going to regret it. Very inexpensive. Super, super good. So not a place to dine, if you will, but a place for you to get something solid to take to the beach. And if you're looking for a dessert, go get a key lime pie because key lime pies are native to Florida. Highly recommend it. They're sweet, they're tart, they're custardy, and they're topped with meringue. They're definitely refreshings too. So enjoy one while you're in Miami. Have you had a key lime pie, Kim? I have had a key lime pie. It wasn't in Miami, but it was on the drive back from Key West to Miami. Okay, perfect. So in that neighborhood, highly recommend them. And they're, I think they taste better when you're in that area too. So you know what's really funny is I had forgotten about the one other time that I had been to Florida outside the month of January. And when that was, we actually went to Biscayne National Park, which is just south of Miami a little bit out in the water, the beautiful coral reef. I think we're going to touch upon that in a little bit here. But they were talking about like key limes. Like when we were out there, I'm like, why are they talking about like key limes? Had no clue they were native from the region, (laughs) let alone talking about the keys, like the Florida keys and the keys in the island out there. Had no clue that that's where 
key limes come from. I learned something new on that trip, as a matter of fact. So they are native to that region. You do have to try them. And that leads us into key lime beer, which kind of leads us into our next section, which is like drink and parties. But if you have never had a key lime beer, highly recommend it. Very refreshing to have. Super amazing to eat with like conch fritters. Well, I can hold on the conch fritters, but the key lime beer sounds really good. I wish we would have gotten one when we were just there. It sounds amazing. But my favorite time now, drinks and partying, because this is Miami, baby. It's beaches and partying. That's what Miami's known for. So when you're in Miami, definitely get mojitos and pina coladas. You can get them anywhere. Try them all. Drink them all. I'm a mojito man. I will tell you this. Mojitos are delicious. And the one that we had when we were in South Beach, exceptional. Something about a refreshing mint cocktail just hits when it's disgustingly humid outside. (laughs) (laughs) We were out there at night too when we had that. Okay, so squad tip for you. When you're walking down South Beach, looking at all of the restaurants that go into, there's hostess out there who are trying to get you in. Pass them by. If you're interested in going into a place, what happened to us is the lady said, hey, if you come back, I'll give you a free mojito. So we came back and we got free mojitos. Hell yeah. And also, yeah, it was amazing. So there's a trick for you. I heard it is actually commonplace. Like if you pass that stuff up, I mean, a lot of hostesses out there can offer you something. Will they give you a legitimate cocktail like we got at every place? Not necessarily, but sometimes they'll give in a little freebie or a little baby app or something to that effect. We were like, I don't really taste the alcohol in this. And then like five minutes later, Zaino's like, I feel the alcohol. That's how good (laughs) it was. You know, it's a good drink when you can't even taste the alcohol. Then five minutes later, you're just like, man, that alcohol is creeping up. There is another bar in South Beach that is random for being South Beach. It's an Irish bar called Finnegan's Way. And I recommend you go here for the Bulldog, which is a 45 ounce giant margarita with two upside down Corona beers inside of it. So go there, live out your snooky fantasies like I did and get yourself one. I feel like in our most recent episode, Kim, you talked about getting this exact drink and living out your snooky fantasy. So it's funny that you're bringing it up again right now. <laughs> it's that good. I have gotten it multiple times and I've brought in friends there. I tried to get you guys to go. You guys weren't having it. It's funny that they're serving margaritas <laughs> at an Irish bar. And I know. Yet an Irish bar is in the middle of South Beach. It is very weird. But I have seen these bulldogs on other menus outside of just this bar. So keep your eye open for that. Well, you've been to Miami more times than us, Kim. So what other places are there really good to go drink and party out there? There's just a ton of bars. You could walk into so many, not just in South Beach, but any part of Miami, even the mall we were at at Bayside Market, there's bars everywhere. Um, But for nightclubs, the nightclub scene here goes until 4 or 5 a.m. So the one nightclub that I have been to is Space Nightclub. It's one of the most popular nightclubs in Miami. I would recommend you show up around 1 a.m. because that's when the party kind of gets going and then leave around 4 before it closes. Leave around 4? Yes. I would need to sleep before the nightclub. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I took a nap before I went. I mean, like a full-on sleep, 8 hours, (laughs) wake up, get ready. Also... After leaving the nightclub, we drove back up north. We were staying in northern Miami that time. And there are cafes that are open. And I went into this cafe. We went for like coffee and a sandwich or something. Fully booked up in there at four in the morning of regular people just dining. Interesting. Yeah. You would expect it to be like drunk people. but No, it was just regular people. They're a little different out there. Yeah. So the bar that I mentioned, Finnegan's Way... 
I've talked about this in the previous episode. I'm talking about it right now. I talk about it all the time. We also have this listed as one of our recommended places to eat and drink when in Miami in our itinerary on Florida's three national parks. So if you get that itinerary, we recommend everything from where to go, what to do, where to stay. And this is one of the recommended places. So I can't say it enough, guys. <laughs> and that is a really great segue because we're going to talk about visiting the national parks next because Miami is a great hub for that. Everglades National Park is only 45 minutes to an hour outside of Miami. We did do a day trip there while we were there. We did do an airboat tour. Airboat was very fun, but I'm disappointed we didn't see any gators in the wild. This time. We did not see any this time. However, we've gone in January before taking the same airboat tour and we saw a ton of gators. Naturally, what we did see both times is they do have this little show afterwards where they feed the crocodiles. So we did see that. We did see that. And the Everglades is really pretty. I took some amazing video footage and it just looks surreal. Yeah, it was really pretty out there. You know, Brittany had mentioned we had gone before in January and we saw alligators and crocodiles. And by the way, this is the only place in the entire world where alligators and crocodiles coexist together in one habitat. So really cool and unique in that aspect and just right outside a major U.S. city. But I feel really bad because I remember when we were driving out there, Kim, you asked, oh, how many gators and crocs do you think we're going to see? And I scoffed at how stupid I thought the question was. I was like, <laughs> we're going to see a whole shit ton of them because the time that Brittany and I had gone before when we were leaving out of Miami for a cruise and had gone to Everglades National Park, we saw literally like a ton of them. A ton of them. And our guide ended up telling us, he said, yeah, you know, we're here at the time of year where it's actually exceptionally hot. So around 930, 10 o'clock in the morning when the sun's starting to really, really peak and shine, they go underwater. They can hold their breath for hours on end before they surface. So he says they don't even come up until later on in the day around like five, six o'clock at night around that time. So our boat tour happened to be in that time frame when they're hibernating, if you want to call it, or just staying underwater to keep cool because it's so freaking hot out there. So if you go and want to experience it and see the crocs and gators, I would avoid the hot season, if you will. And another squad tip. Check on Groupon for the airboat ticket because you can end up getting really good deals of like buy one, get one free or some percentage off the face value price. Yeah, we were talking about, you know, are we going to buy the tickets together? Or are we going to buy them separately? We ended up buying them separately. And for whatever reason, I just like had a hunch to search the park that we went to. It's called like Safari Everglades and Groupon popped up. So I clicked on it and we pretty much got our tickets two for one. Yeah. And that's one thing to also keep in mind, even though we are in a national park, the national park and the government does not provide the tours and airboats out there. They're all privately owned businesses that do it. So when Brittany mentions that name of the operator, there are tons of operators out there, but you're not going to find anything that's run or administered by the National Park Service to give those tours. If you buy your ticket through Groupon, though, you will not get refunded if you have a National Park Pass. So there's a fee that's built into your ticket that if you purchase it from the operator directly, when you get there, they'll refund you a certain amount. But if you buy it through Groupon, you have to scratch that refund, but it doesn't really matter because you're saving more money in the long run. 
Exactly. And Miami is very close to another national park called Biscayne National Park. It's also 45 minutes to an hour away from Miami. And it's very popular for snorkeling because the park is 95% water. Yeah. So this bay right here, Biscayne Bay, it's famous for its tropical waters, really great temperature, clear blue waters, shallow. There's manatees out there close to the shore. So you can come across and encounter those. But the real thing that you're really going to go out there to do, because you for sure will see this, no guarantee on the manatees, is going out there to those coral reefs and doing some amazing snorkeling out there. Again, the park is 95% water. That 5% that's on land is really nothing other than just the shore areas of it. So in order to see this park, you have to either have a boat or do a charter out there with a company that will take you to the reefs to go snorkeling. And absolutely amazing. Love it out there to do that. If we would have had more time on our most recent trip, I would have loved to go out there snorkeling. Yeah, it's really fun and you only need half a day to do it. We, I know we were kind of debating like Everglades or Biscayne Bay and we couldn't do both. And because we didn't see alligators in the wild, I kind of wish we did this one. Next time we're in Miami. Yes, and there will be a next time. Yes. Another quick thing to do is take a day or weekend trip to the Florida Keys. So again, we're getting you out of Miami, but kind of thinking it in the aspect of, you know, using it a little bit as a hub. So you are close to the Florida Keys. Key Largo is only about an hour and a half away. Key West is close to four hours, three hours, 45 minutes to it. So you can do that in a day trip or stay overnight from Key West. If you want to continue on with the theme of the national parks, you can take a ferry to Dry Tortugas. That's a whole day event. I know Kim, you mentioned the itinerary a little bit earlier about all of the Florida national parks. We actually had an episode on that, episode 49. So just trying to lump that all together if you want more information on it. But I mean, to go to the Florida Keys is iconic. Everyone hears and knows of the Florida Keys. It's that stretch of little islands that they have connected by bridge all the way south of Miami out into the Caribbean and Gulf of Mexico. Very unique experience to drive it and do that. So if you're in Miami, utilize that and do a weekend or day trip to the Keys. Yeah, Key Largo is only an hour and a half away from Miami. Key West is about four hours away from Miami. But if you do do Key West, definitely make sure it's a day or overnight trip. Go to Dry Tortugas National Park, then you'll hit the big three. Definitely recommend the Keys in general. And Miami is also a really nice hub. So we used it kind of as a hub since we were flying from Ecuador or to Ecuador from Miami. But there are a ton of cruises that dock and load here. It's my favorite thing to do in Miami is to be out there and go on a cruise. I have taken a cruise from Miami to the Caribbean, and that was really, really fun. You can fly over to Cuba pretty easily from Miami. When I went to Cuba, we flew from Miami. So there's a ton of, of stuff to do in the city, but also really smart place to hub it out. Oh, yeah. Miami is a strategic airport for lots of quick routes into the Caribbean. So if you want to go to Nassau on the Bahamas, like you said, Kim, Cuba, Jamaica, Cayman Islands, even Cancun, for that matter, if you're going to yes. be going to Mexico, U.S. Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, you can find a lot of very inexpensive flights to these regions because this is the main hub area to get to that part of the world in the Caribbean through Miami. So if if you're going to be out there, utilize it as a hub and maybe take like a day trip or two out to one of these amazing places in the Caribbean. The downtown Miami airport is also very central. So if you have a long layover, more than a couple hours, you can definitely stash your luggage or if you're, you checked it even better and go out and see Miami for a short time. 
All right, squaddies, thank you so much for tuning into our episode this week. Keep the adventures going with us by following us on Instagram and YouTube at Travel Squad Podcast. Tag us in your travel adventures and send us in your questions of the week. If you found the information in this episode to be useful or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Bye, squaddies. Bye. Bye.